0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam, Sam Dracula on YouTube, and uh, I'm a Hornets fan. We're talking Hornets today on the podcast, of course. Uh, Before we get into today's episode, which uh, we're going to get into NBA playoffs, the NBA awards. One major award still hanging out there. We'll get into that later. And then some trade rumors that I'm seeing um, online about the Hornets. I need to make it very clear here. (laughs) Anything I say on this podcast is all rumor and speculation. No inside sources to speak of. Maybe one day. When that day comes, I'll let y'all know. (laughs) But uh, we'll get into all that later. But for now, I want to say thank you again To bet online for sponsoring this podcast. It's June. It's heating up with a ton of sports action. Bet online is where you can get involved with all of it from basketball to hockey playoffs to baseball, including prop bets and futures. Bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your. 50%, 50%. That's 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, face off or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right. So we're we're deep in nah, I don't know if deep is fair. We're in, we're fully into the uh, NBA playoffs. As I'm recording this, it's a Friday, June eleventh, and the Jazz two uh, two nothing lead on the Clippers. The Suns a two nothing lead on the uh, the Nuggets. It's the Hawks and the Sixers are tied at one game, and the Nets and Bucks series uh, almost went to three. <laughs> Could have been three nothing. Uh, the Nets are leading that series two one. Just to set the stage on it, and I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the, on those other teams because those other teams aren't Hornets, aren't the Hornets. But I'm curious, like I don't know if, if you're a Hornets fan, is it is it bad to be kind of rooting for the Atlanta Hawks in this in this mix? They seem to be definitively the underdog, and I love how much people hate Trey Young. I'm really digging it. I. I, I <laughs> It, it took a long time for me to come around on Trey Young, and uh, I watched a supercut, a compilation of New York Knicks fans just cursing out Trey Young, saying all these horrible things about him. And and he, listen, watching and listening to that made me like him more. And obviously his play on the court is, is super fun. His shooting ability is top notch. Like it's it's it's, it's off the charts, So. I don't know. I may be alone on that one, but I, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. And that's his, his shooting ability can can take over at any point, you know, and that put the Sixers on notice a little bit. They played a night as I'm recording this, so it'll be inter- very interesting to see how that goes and how that series goes because that Sixers team is very good and very deep. And for Trey Young to be shooting against shooting the way he's been shooting against the Sixers is uh, something to be admired considering Ben Simmons, Is on that team and we all know how good he is defensively, but that's it. Um, I guess, you know, I'll give my thoughts on the rest of the rest of the bracket. The Nets and and Bucks series is very close. I fully expect the Nets to take that one. Note, no disrespect to Giannis and Milwaukee, but they don't have the firepower. They don't have the firepower to match up against the Nets. Um, the Nuggets and the Sun Series is very interesting. I I respect every single player on the Nuggets roster. That team is very good. I love the moves they made this year and in the offseason. Like, the team is very good, but it's hard not to root for Chris Paul and... Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden like really has really come out of a, come out of a shell. So that's an interesting series. I I I, just, I really doubt that's a sweep, but my pick to come out of that, I mean, it's pretty easy to do now because it's it's a 2 nothing series lead, but I'm, I'm kind of happy the Suns are good again. It was a, it was a good period when uh, that Steve Nash, D'Antoni team was running. Like that fan base is really fun as an outsider. And uh, it's cool that, that that team is good. And also, you know, Stan Kroenke and them. I, I don't all the way hate that the Nuggets are are losing the series, but I think that becomes more competitive as it goes on. And the same, same story goes with the Jazz and the Clippers. Um, I, I, there's no way the a Kawhi-led team gets swept. So surely the Clippers will take a few games from this series, if not make a complete comeback. But that's out the way. We have some awards to talk about, okay? It's... I say some of the the awards because literally all the awards were given out except Rookie of the Year. And it's hard to not take that personally. I'm sitting here. The reason this podcast is coming out today, Friday, is because I was waiting all week for the LaMelo Rookie of the Year announcement. I'm thinking there's no way they do it on a Friday. There's no way they do it on a Friday, which means they will do it on a Friday now that I said that out loud. So my reaction to that will be next week. Cause that's just how it goes. I, I was sorry. NBA Adam Silver. What? Oh, I couldn't believe they announced MVP before rookie of the year. Honestly, that's, that's outrageous. It's actually outrageous, but let's, let's talk about MVP. Cause, uh, I think we got MVP coach of the year. Was it coach of the year? And, um, and definitely defensive player of the year. Cause like six man most improved, like Clarkson and, uh, and Julius got their awards last year, or last week, excuse me. But the main ones, MVP, finalist, Steph Curry, Embiid, Jokic. Jokic won it. Very well-deserved. Very, very well-deserved. He he's, seems to be a great guy. And we see what he can do on the court. And I'm really digging what, I don't know whose call it was. Maybe it's a, a byproduct of the bubble last year, but the announcement videos, the Teammates presenting teammates with awards, or coaching's coaching staffs presenting their players with awards. It's really cool to see. It's really cool to see. You just you know like a look in into the uh, the locker room and and the chemistry within these very good organizations. So salute to Jokic, first second round pick ever to win it. Definitely the lowest drafted player to win the award. First Nuggets player ever to win the award. What do you have? Uh, 26-4. 10.8 rebounds. 8.3 assists. 1.3 steals. 0.7 blocks per game. While shooting 56.6% from the field. Mad. Mad. That guy is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And... I hate that he's on the Nuggets. I, I really wish he was in Charlotte. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. The other, another word that was given out this week was as the the dog shakes in the background. <laughs> another word that was given out this week was uh, Rudy Gobert's defensive player of the year award. The finalists there were Draymond Green and Ben Simmons and Gobert is, that's a, it's a very interesting call, um, not because he didn't deserve it, because he definitely deserved it, third time he's won it, but it's kind of like a, a neat little bookend to what we all w- went through as NBA fans the past 12 plus months. You know, go no secret, Gobert was the first NBA player to be announced to be Tested positive for COVID and led to the shutdown of the league. And fast forward to 2021, where his team is the one seed in the West. His teammate, he had two teammates nominated for six man, which is awesome. And then he won his third defensive player of the year award this year. It's really cool. And his, his whole team, him and the rest of the team can win the title this year. So the narrative around Utah and the Jazz with their brand new owner, by the way, it's really cool, really cool, and um, he's been through a lot. The, the the franchise has been through a lot, so congrats to him for holding it down. And uh, it made for some pretty awkward television on TNT. We've we've heard what Shaq and and has said about Rudy Gobert in the past, and Shaq was real quiet when Rudy was talking to the inside the NBA guys um, when you know congratulating, giving uh, Rudy the opportunity to uh, to talk about. The award and his team success, uh, but very cool. You you for Utah is gonna be tough for them to top what happened with the six man race where you had Ingalls and Clarkson on camera at the same time, and then Ingalls presented the award to Clarkson. It's hard to it's hard it's hard to top that, but you know Rudy entering the locker room and being greeted by the defensive player of the year trophy sitting on his chair. It's Pretty cool, and I was glad the cameras were there to, to capture that. And uh, the, they went all out for him. They got they, they, the, the Utah folks, they gave him a neat little like a uh, uh, set, they built a whole set for him for his TNT appearance. I, I respect it, I rate it. And then, uh, Thibodeau, coach of the year, well deserved, very well deserved. Apparently, he narrowly edged out Monty Williams with the Suns. The other finalist there was Quinn Snyder. I salute it. The Knicks definitely overachieved. They're, they, were, they got it done. They got it done in a big way in the regular season. Some would argue. I've heard Knicks fans say they made that leap a year early, maybe two years early. And that's the credit to the coaching staff and, and the front office there to get, it, to get it done. So salute. Big salute. Hopefully next year, you know, no Hornets represented outside of rookie year in these awards. Maybe one day. But the main one. Our last, the, the last chance for the Hornets to win something this year. <laughs> that, that won't be the lottery. We know that. Being having like the 11th best odds or whatever. The last chance for the Hornets to win something this year. Before we get into next season. Is rookie of the year. Boy oh boy. If another week goes by. <laughs> without that an award being announced. Ah. Ah ah ah. And if we have to wait all this time. For this award to be announced and LaMelo doesn't win it, bruh, I'm going to feel some type of way. But, hey, what can you do? What can you do? Well, one thing I can do and will do is talk about Miles Turner. His name is being brought up a lot. Being brought up a lot when discussing improvements with this team the Pacers organization is going through, it's going through it a little bit. It's going through it a little bit with their with their front office and coaching staff. So, I uh, I don't know if they're officially 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 hitting hitting the reset button because they do have a lot of talent on that team. Karis LeVert, um, Sabonis, uh, the holidays. They have a lot of guys, a lot of really good players. That team is Jeremy Lamb. Like, there's some good players on that team. So I don't want to understate their ability but i feel like we can take miles turner from them if i feel like he's available and the uh rumors on the uh on the websites out there seem to back that up they seem to back that up so the issue is obviously he's a perfect fit for the hornets the hornets desperately need some rim protection and miles turner is very good at that the issue is to not overpay for him, and I say overpay, not literally, but in assets. The Hornets have are the Hornets are very, very fortunate to have all of their first round picks and a surplus of second round picks to select from to work with. If at any point they can pull the trigger, it like at any point they can pull the trigger and dish out, flip any of those draft picks. Those are major assets that can be leveraged at any point and I have no problem doing that if we're confident we're getting a superstar back you know I don't know if Miles Turner is the superstar that is worth a bunch of draft picks but I think he is a a, a, a very good player an all-star caliber player He's a defensive year candidate defensive player of the year candidate at one point this year that is worth sending some assets out for so I'd refrain from messing with the with Draft picks, unless we're talking um heavily protected picks, which would make those those picks less, you know, less attractive. But this guy led the NBA with 3.4 blocks per game this year. The second time in his career he's done that. There's a lot to, there's a lot more to paint protection than literal block shots, but that is hard to ignore. Something I refuse to undersell because we don't have anyone that can do that currently, or even like be in that conversation. Who knows? PJ made PJ Washington may develop into a, a legit rim protector, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the best use of, of PJ Washington. Like I think that's putting him. I think that's like a little bit of a round peg in a square hole type situation for PJ because I think he's more valuable as a offensive weak side defender front Frontcourt player because he has those he has those abilities. We've seen those abilities. And I say PJ because his name is being mentioned a lot in a mouse, a potential Miles Turner deal. And it wouldn't be enough. Definitely. Like, I don't think it would be enough. I don't. Just from a talent like a trade-for-trade trade talent perspective. And from a salary cap perspective, it'll have to include somebody. Uh, we're talking potentially Terry Rozier, I've seen. It's, it'll be tough. Otherwise, we're, we're going to be bringing in a lot of money back. And I think the Hornets will have cap space, but it'll complicate things with... Um, the first, the first pick we're getting, the first round pick we're getting, Malik Monk, Devontae Graham, and just filling out the roster. Beyond that, the little cap space we have, I think around thirty million, will be gone quickly. So I don't know if we can really afford to take on Turner's contract, which is a favorable contract. It's just a lot of money, which, which makes. Trades difficult. So I don't know if the Hornets can pull off a signing trade with him. With Indiana. With Devontae or Malik. The the path of least resistance is Terry Rozier. Who's in the last year of his deal. He'll be a free. He can be a free agent after the season. So not this summer, but next summer. And his contract matches up nicely with Miles Turner. And I think he's good enough. Where that could be a one for one deal. Talking with Pacers fans, shouts to Born Ready Jones. He was a guest on my, uh, on my YouTube channel before the, the playing game that I don't ever want to talk about again. <laughs> uh, he talked about Sabonis and Turner because obviously I've been eyeing Turner for a long time. He's a big guy. He's a, he's a legit center. He's not a guy that can play center. He is a center. And I think that's the main, dis- main distinction as we, as us fans talk about the future of this team, this roster that we have and opportunities to get better. He's a legit center that can guard other centers, block shots, and hit the seldom three. I like that. Sign me up for that. If you tell me, hypothetical fake trade talk now, okay? Just between us, okay? I don't know if I'd be upset. I don't think I'd be upset with a Terry Rogier from Miles Turner trade straight up. I don't think I'd be upset about it. I don't want Terry to leave. I'm not booking him a flight out of Charlotte Douglas anytime soon. It wouldn't solve the Malik and Devante situation because the, the cap would be around around the same. It would be like taking our, our greatest strength, the backcourt, the backcourt depth and mo- like rebalancing the team. And then at that point, your frontcourt would be Turner, PJ and Miles with maybe Biz, maybe Zeller coming back on a one year deal short money like we saw like look what Biz did like Biz was on a big contract last year came back on a one year deal with a pay cut Zeller could do the same thing I could see Zeller contributing for uh, a contender as well off the bench so he may want to do that I don't know what Zeller's ambitions are but a front court of like a a complete front court so Hayward Jalen McDaniels those are your your options at the three, right? You have PJ and Miles, right, and then you toss in uh, Miles Turner with Vernon Carey and Nick Richards. Who knows what we get out of them next year? This is what I'll I'll leave it here with Miles Turner. I don't need to sell anybody on him per se. I will if I need to. If I need to create a sales pitch for Miles Turner to come to Charlotte, I will. I'll make a whole. PowerPoint presentation, if need be. But this guy who's 25 years old, he turned 25 in March. All right. He has 47 games played in the playoffs. 47. It's the perfect balance of youth and experience. And I look at him as a guy who's going to continue to get better. And with him playing with Lamelo, Hayward, Bridges. That's a vibe. <laughs> I really like that. I really like that setup for him, and he could be a real a real problem here. And he won't occupy. He'll, he'll be freed up to play his game. Right now, he's occupying the same sk- the same space as Sabonis. He'll be the definitive big here, which then allow PJ and Miles to do their thing on the perimeter. I love. PJ's shot is my favorite shot on the team. Give me more of that. If Turner's here and we're able to keep PJ in that deal, that could be the legit emergence, arrival, ascension of 3J with Turner occupying the paint. I love that. I love the idea of that. All right, before I close out, some other names I've seen out there Nerlens Noel. He's a free agent to be. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I think Rashawn Holmes will be too expensive. I think Noah Nurles well would be more within our price range, and he's a guy who could run. You could do some rim running. You could protect the rim, and if not, for nothing else, he can be got without giving up anything, which is a dub. And then also, he could be a stopgap. Get us through the year. If he's great, if it works, sign him up again. I thought he played very well for the Knicks. I'm here for it. Uh another guy I saw on I think it was a Yahoo that had his name mentioned was Mason Plumley. Like Plumley was fantastic for that Nuggets team, not last season but the season before as uh, Jokic's backup. Went to Detroit and you know never was really you know uh, sorry, not checking for the Pistons on a regular basis. Apologies. But his contract is manageable. It's eight point one this year and eight point five next year, so it's it's not terrible. Maybe we can get him on the cheap. Pistons. I'm sure it will take some picks for him to make it work. But he, he's 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 a lob threat. He can he can get a bucket too. Like Mason Bumbley wouldn't be terrible either. So there are some options if the Mouse Turner or whomever the perfect center would be for the Hornets. And which is a good thing because hopefully it means the Hornets won't be forced into a deal they may not necessarily want to make. You know, there's, they have some leverage. Because, you know, the. I've said this before and when, you know, on my YouTube or on, on this podcast saying like, hey, if we just run it back with the exact same team and we're healthy, this is an eight seed. So like the need to do something is there. But if they did nothing, I still think and we're able to remain healthy. This team will still be very good next year. It's just I think the a question of like how high are the ambitions with the squad and and, and the front office. You now brego is a lame duck coach. Who knows? I'm sure he's pushing for. I'm sure he'd be pushing for a major acquisition this year. Jack's talked about how this team needs to get better. The roster needs more talent. So we'll see. I, I feel confident that the Hornets will do something. Not anytime soon. Obviously, check said teams probably won't make any trades during the playoffs because you're limiting the amount of teams you can trade with because of the teams still remain of the team still remaining in the playoffs. And also for the lottery teams, they gotta see where they fall. June twenty second? Yeah. June twenty second is the is the draft lottery. So at that point, it could be game on. Trade city. Who knows? Maybe we can get involved, maybe not. Probably not. Now I can get my hopes up. Too high, but hey, time will tell. Thank you so much for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. I've been Sam. You've been great. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Stay safe out there. Peace.